Welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with me, Polly Lavarello, Evergreen Marketing Expert. This podcast is for you if you are an online entrepreneur who's looking to simplify their business to scale. On this podcast, you can expect to hear regular talk about wealth, about selling, and about well-being. Because I believe these three core fundamental things are pivotal to your growth moving forward. Welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with myself, Polly Lavarello, evergreen marketing expert and cushy business pioneer. And today I am talking to you about a trend I am seeing in the online business space. And I'm not going to lie, I'm going to say it up front and center so you cannot miss this. It's also in celebration of my own private podcast, The Sneakily Simple Way to Scale Your Coaching Business in 2023. It's in the links below this episode, all right? So do please, after you've listened to this and felt inspired about whether you might want to be creating your own private podcast, please do go check it out. It's been a real labor of love, really based on essentially, actually, all the good stuff I'm about to share with you right now. So I'm going to go more into it little bit later on as to why I created it and why it's going to be of value to you. But for now, let's get stuck into the good stuff because I want you to be getting excited about private podcasts and what it can mean for your business before you start thinking about listening to mine. So why did I record a private podcast? Why should you be thinking about private podcasts? Should we get into it? Let's talk about the advantages of having a private podcast, whether it's a good fit for your business right now or something you can ignore. Because let's face it, in this online business space, we're constantly seeing things coming in and out of fashion all the time. And as you know, I'm a huge stickler for simplicity. So why? Why did I add a private podcast to my kind of standalone funnel that I've been using for a long time now? Well, here are the reasons why I think private podcasts are immensely effective and why you should be paying attention. At the end of the day, One of the things I'm always doing in the online business space is paying attention as a Facebook ads agency owner too, bearing this in mind, I'm always paying attention to what James Wedmore's doing because he's always like, what's the word, pushing the bar (laughs) on what it is to be an advertiser. Amy Porterfield advertises all year round. So does the likes of Marie Forleo, for example. And I'm always paying attention to what it is they're doing because ultimately, you know, this is a good tip, by the way, every time I share this with a client, they're like, oh, I hadn't thought of that before. There is an element of where it does pay to look at what other people in your industry or competitors are doing because, for example, if you're in the online business space and you are a business mentor in any kind of capacity and you're thinking about your own ad strategy and what is and what isn't working or similarly thinking about what's the best list building strategy right now, of course, I'm going to be looking at what James Webmore and Amy Porterfield are doing because they advertise all year round. That means the data they are collecting is immense. And because they are professionals and because they have large teams working with them, they're not just making things up as they go. They are learning from that data and they are refining as they go. So what that means is if they are doing something, it generally means it's for a good reason. And I'll tell you something that Amy Porterfield and James Webmore have in common They both have been running private podcasts in the last few months. I don't know if they are right now, if you look it up, but certainly in the last few months, there have been examples of them running ads to private podcast funnels, which is one of the things that immediately told me this is something to be paying attention to. So why are private podcasts exciting and interesting? What are the advantages of having one? Well, firstly, 
what I would say is the thing that drew my attention to having a private podcast is I have a fabulous webinar, an on-demand webinar, which is there to help coaches understand how to scale with simplicity. Now you are listening to this right now and I'm wondering, have you watched that webinar? I suspect a good number of you haven't. Yet, probably you've taken the time to listen to this podcast week after week after week, gaining value that way. And that's a real shame because that webinar is literally packed with gold. The people who have taken the time to watch it the whole way through regularly DM me to say, oh my gosh, Polly, I had a whole plan for the next quarter or the next year, which I am totally overhauling based on the incredible value and advice you've shared in that on-demand masterclass. Like, I'm so glad I took the time out to listen to it. Now, what I do appreciate is that, one, I work with a lot of mothers who potentially are going into the summer holidays right now and very busy. I also work with a lot of very busy business owners who don't necessarily want to spend an hour or half an hour or 40 minutes sat down watching an on-demand webinar, most of the time, the kind of clients I work with these days, if they can't understand why it's going to help them in 20 minutes, they're not interested. (laughs) And that really is a differentiation between working with businesses and working with consumers, is that when you're working with businesses, you're working with time-pressed individuals who just want to know how you can help them. They don't want all the fluff that can come alongside a webinar, right? And so I had to think about it because I know that I am very similar. I don't watch on-demand webinars anymore, except for the ones that my clients create. And that's because I'm a busy business owner. And when I'm making business decisions, I base them on somebody who can clearly demonstrate to me that they're an expert in an area where I need help. And I don't need much more than that. Having said that, I listen to podcasts all the time all the time. So for me, when I recognize, you know, that I love working with people kind of similar to myself on a similar level with a similar mindset, similar view to success, a similar commitment to themselves and recognizing that their habits are most likely similar to mine. It was a no brainer decision. Once I saw private podcasts popping up on my feed to think, Hmm, maybe this is something I should consider too. So Point number one in terms of why private podcasts are great is that they're so easy to consume. You can subscribe to it. You can listen to it on the school run. You can listen to it on the way down to the beach. You can listen to it when you're having a hot bath at the end of the day and the kids are in bed. You know, you can listen to it in so many different ways. You can binge it all in one afternoon or you can just take your time listening to it all. So that's one of the reasons why I love podcasts. I know that I am very guilty of, or at least I used to be guilty of back in the day when I signed up to webinars, signing up and then thinking, actually, I haven't got 30 minutes or an hour to dedicate to this right now. I'll watch it later. And did I watch it later? Did I fudge? So <laughs> so for me, I was like, for those kind of ADHD brains on the go, already forgotten about it one hour later type minds like mine, let's create a private podcast. Because once you've subscribed to that bad boy, you're not going to forget about it. You're going to have reminders, which is always helpful. But with webinars, if I'm not watching it the first time, chances of engaging me again two or three days later to go back and watch that webinar, slim to none. Okay. And I know that obviously as someone who is looking at webinar data day in, day out, that's pretty much the trend as a whole. Like people either show up and they watch it immediately or they don't come back. Replays is kind of on the smaller side percentage wise when it comes to webinars most of the time. And certainly what we tend to see is those who watch it immediately also tend to be those who convert to sales sooner, which is interesting, right? (laughs) The very same mindset, the same people who go back to watch replays are also the ones less likely to take action moving forward. I mean, yeah, that's a whole other podcast episode. But anyway, 
easy to consume, can listen to on the go. The other thing that is not going to be true of private podcasts for much longer, but certainly is true right now, is that they're novel. They're new. People haven't heard about them before. They've probably seen a million one ads already in the last week, inviting them to a webinar. How many adverts are they seeing for a private podcast right now? Not many. And there's something kind of uninvasive about an invitation to a private podcast. It's a kind of pretty easy ask. So what we're seeing across the board in terms of Facebook ads to private podcasts is that the cost per lead seems to be significantly lower than it is for webinars and masterclasses. This is always the issue reporting on this kind of stuff. I say reporting, but I am kind of reporting back on the data I'm seeing is that it is a newer form of marketing. And therefore what I say now in July, 2023 may not be as relevant in September 2023. But for now, they're very new. And despite some of the kind of heavyweights in the marketing industry jumping on this trend, it seems to have been a little slow for others to take up in the meantime, which means you'll stand out. They'll be like, oh, nice. I'm interested. Private podcast. Do I get to look at behind the curtain? Yes, please. And obviously, the great thing about private podcasts is the very same thing about public podcasts, like the one you're listening to right now, is that they are a wonderful driver of like, no trust. And if you haven't heard that phrase before, it's essentially in the marketing world, what we refer to as relationship building, essentially. You're building that relationship, that rapport with a prospective client where they feel safe in making a purchasing decision, where somebody likes and knows and trusts you they then feel safe to make an investment with you. And that's so, so important. And obviously having somebody's voice in your ears on a weekly basis where they are imparting value and trying to help you week upon week, of course, that's going to build up a nice sentiment towards the person behind that brand because you associate something positive with them. You associate them giving you value, them helping you, giving you tangible takeaway tips that help you progress in whatever area of your life that podcast is there to support people with. So it's very, very powerful. And I'll certainly say for myself in my own business, the majority of inquiries I've had from my most recent clients have listened to my podcast first. And in some cases, some of them have even said that they were thinking about working with me went and binged a few of these episodes and then chose to come work with me. So a private podcast is essentially encouraging, similar to a Netflix binge, a podcast binge, which could then result in people making that decision a bit sooner. So rather than waiting week upon week to hear a new podcast episode, they're getting to listen to like an hour and a half of your content or an hour of your content, whatever you choose to create for your private podcast, back to back to back to back, which can result in people taking action sooner. Okay, so it's great for that. As I mentioned earlier, it's also really great for business to business as well as business to consumer marketing. And what I mean by that is, for example, I work with coaches, I'm working with other business owners. And the majority of the time I'm working with business owners who are CEOs. And I don't wanna use the word busy CEOs. What I would say is probably more, they're quite discerning about how they use their time and very focused on what they need support with and what they don't. And so therefore can be less inclined to be distracted by complicated funnels or masterclasses and things like that. And this is where a private podcast can be immensely effective. And they're also really effective when you are dealing with people who aren't businesses for obvious reasons. I mean, who doesn't freaking love a podcast? I mean, you're listening to one right now, so you must like them. 
The other thing I'd say that I love about private podcasts is that they're really good for holiday periods. So right now we're coming up to the summertime. One thing I know a lot of people do in the summer is, well, they're spending more time out and about. The weather's nice and people are spending more time outdoors. And what happens in the online business space, anyone who's been relying significantly on organic at this stage starts to go, oh my God, I hate Instagram. The algorithm's out to get me. Like nobody's liking my content anymore. What's wrong? Can anyone see my content like this? If you can see this. And it's so frustrating to observe because it's like, yes, this happens every summer. It's because human beings are going out being humans. They're socially interacting and going to barbecues and having a damn good time. So let them do that and trust that they will come back to you. (laughs) (laughs) and that when they are available, they're still scrolling. They're still observing what you're doing. They're still buying, but their buying behavior is changing, particularly if, for example, you are in the UK and you're working with the UK market. It's different if you're working with a global market because you'll tend to find where there are peaks and troughs in one part of the world. Where there's a trough in one part, there's a peak in another. So your bottom line should be relatively unaffected. But if you are, for example, working with school mums in the UK, then yes, It wouldn't be surprising if your August is slightly quieter. Could also go the other way if you have a type of marketing that they're still likely to consume, even though they're very busy. Oh, isn't a private podcast a great idea in that context? Because a busy parent who's juggling work and childcare over the summer can still probably make time for a private podcast. So this is where private podcasts can really come into their own. And also just be a nice backup plan. Because what I will say is I ran a webinar funnel over the summer last year and it did really, really well. So (laughs) there's an element of thinking, are enough people watching? Yes, there are enough people watching. Private podcast is a nice one to have in your back pocket. The other thing I love about private podcasts is the flexibility as to how you can use them. You can use them for challenges. You can use them for warming up your following in advance of a big launch. You can use them for list building. They're very effective as that. You can use them for nurturing people towards a low ticket investment or a high ticket investment. I mean, the world's your oyster when it comes to private podcasts. And again, what I would say is the jury's out on what's most effective for private podcasts because I would say it's too soon in the game to kind of say what's working best. And what I will say is I've seen people using it in a variety of ways. And I think the more variety, the better, quite frankly. I think the most important thing, like anything you do in the online business space, is recognizing your free stuff needs to be as good as your paid stuff. And if it's not solving an obvious problem, people aren't going to be interested. So if you're going to do a challenge, make sure it's one that moves the needle for your ideal client. If you're going to be warming up your list, make sure that you are conscious as to what it is you're warming them up towards. If you're about to do a live launch on flower arrangement, make sure you're getting them excited by the idea of flower arrangement in advance with your podcast that's warming them up and I assume growing your list. And if you're looking to steer them towards your high ticket opportunity to work with you, then again, ensure that you're bringing in people who are a good fit for that. You don't want to be meeting people too far back in the journey and expecting them in five or six episodes to suddenly become an ideal fit client. So make sure you have them in mind when you think about what it is that you're creating for them. So for example, my private podcast is called The Sneakily Simple Way to Scale Your Coaching Business in 2023. What does that title already do? Well, I've made it really clear it's for coaches. I mean, yeah, it could be applicable to consultants as well. I'm not excluding them and creatives, but that would be pretty wordy, right? So I just went with coaches because I know most people who are consultants or creatives would probably still pay attention with the word coaches and they are interested in scaling their business. They are interested in earning more money for what it is they're already doing. They're interested in creating even more impact. 
So what that already does is attract in people who are a good fit for working with me. And hopefully by listening to the various episodes, they will be excited to take that next step into working with me. And the invitation at the end is a freaking no brainer if I say so myself. So that's why you do want to think about how you title these things so that one, it gets the right person's interest. And two, ideally, it's a shareable theme that someone's like, wow, this really helped me. I want it to reach other people. Like I've literally packed into those six episodes, the very best, most regularly shared advice that I give to my clients and prospective clients when it comes to what they should be focusing on to scale their business. I know it's going to create needle moving results for my listeners, which has made it really fun and easy and a total no brainer to create. And of course, as is the case with any kind of content creation, it's created a beautiful, very focused bunch of content that can be repurposed in so many ways on the other side. So I've just outlined all the advantages of having a private podcast. I mean, I say all, the ones that immediately come to mind because this episode is, I don't want it to be too long. (laughs) But you're probably thinking at this stage, this is all pretty good, Paul, but what should I be thinking about if I want to create one myself? Well, carrying on from what I was showing earlier, it's definitely leading with what valuable problem can I solve? Because that's going to get more people subscribing, more people sharing, and more people genuinely thinking, wow, if this person can help me this much with this one thing for free, just imagine what it could look like if we actually work together. It's also a really great way to create more awareness. Like a lot of the reasons why coaches flounder, why coaches don't make the move to work with me or trust in themselves enough to invest in doing the work with me is because they're simply not aware of the various ways that they are wasting their time and energy right now. Some of them will share with me, oh, well, it's because I'm focusing on this. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I don't want to seem too pushy. And at the same time, what you've just shared with me doesn't sound great. In my head, I'm already suspecting that I will be hearing from them in six months time and they will still be in the same position. And that's just awful. I don't want that for anyone. Which is why I created this private podcast, because I was like, at least, at least moving forward, if anyone ever tells me what it is they're focusing on and it doesn't sound great, I can be like, you know what? I think you'd really benefit from listening to my private podcast. And even if they don't then come back to work with me, I will just feel so happy to know that they're not wasting their time and energy in an area of their business that is just going to be like wading through mud. It doesn't have to be that way. So that's the first thing. What valuable problem can I solve? The second thing is how do I make it snackable? So don't overwhelm people by giving them too much information. That can just leave people in a state of inaction, in a state of overwhelm, and in a state of, I'm not really sure what I just learned from that episode. We do not want that when it comes to creating a private podcast. We want it to be really clear what they've gained on the other side. And ideally, we want it to be bingeable. We want that for every time they finish an episode, they're already really excited to listen to the next one because they're getting deeper and deeper and deeper into their understanding of what it is they need to solve that problem that your entire podcast series as a whole solves. Um, And this is also what's so exciting about it, right? It is almost like a Netflix mini series. Like when you have a podcast, you're thinking about the long game. You're thinking about what can I share that will be valuable this week? Well, with a private podcast series, you get to go really deep in one subject area over six episodes or however many episodes you want to do. Some people do eight, some people do 10. I personally like six because I think it leaves it in the bingeable territory. 
if that's not what works for you to kind of impart the value you need to impart, then make it longer. The only thing I would say is if you make it too long, people are unlikely to finish listening to all of them. So do think carefully about how many episodes you need to do. And actually, it's a very good way of filtering out what needs to be said and what doesn't. And finally, like I say, it's just understanding like, you know, what's the outcome that you desire for this private podcast? So if your desire is to help people take action and create the foundations of something that they're then going to be like, oh, I want your help to take this further, then a challenge may be a really great thing for you to create in terms of a private podcast. If you're about to do a huge launch in September and you're looking to grow your list in the meantime and warm people up to you as a brand, then a private podcast would be a great way to do that. If you are looking to make high ticket sales over the summer and you want it to experiment with perhaps replacing your webinar with a private podcast, again, you can do that. You can do all the things. So yeah, that's all I had to say about private podcasts. Ultimately, I'm a huge believer in whatever funnel you have. Rather than creating all the funnels, it pays more to just really refine and improve the one that you have currently. And there's no harm occasionally in these scenarios. What I would say about a private podcast, which is very exciting, is that it took me one week to essentially put my entire private podcast funnel together. I will admit that a lot of my hours that business week went towards it, but it's one of the quickest funnels I've ever put together in my business life ever. In that sense, it's a great thing to do. And of course, it's something that I'm going to be sharing with my ladies inside my mastermind and mentorship scale with the power one so that they can launch their own private podcast should they wish to. But finally, I just wanted to wrap this up by giving you the invitation to go check out this private podcast, because if you are thinking about it, it's a great way to get an understanding of what it's like to be on the receiving end of a private podcast. It's a great way to understand the advantages of a private podcast, and it's a beautiful way to get loads of access to essentially the tools you need to sneakily scale your business in 2023. I want you to end this year really strong. And if you are serious about creating momentum in your business, this private podcast isn't to be missed. And you know me, I'm very much a eh, kind of person when I talk about things, I rarely talk in absolutes. But I will say as an absolute statement, this private podcast isn't to be missed. Go check it out. The link is in the show notes. So please do click on it. And as a little favor to myself, I'm really excited about this private podcast. I would love for it to reach as many people as possible. And I'd love for you to help me with that. Obviously, don't share it if you're not getting any joy (laughs) or anything from it, but I'm very confident that you will. But as you get value from it, as you learn what is a real needle mover for you, what is helpful, what are your big takeaways, I would love, love for you to share it on social media and tag me so I know you've done it. And I will reshare any of those tags because I want this to go as far as humanly possible. I'm so tired of seeing coaches burning themselves out, doing all the wrong things, focusing in the wrong places. And I really want this show to like literally just cast a light on how much simpler their business gets to be, how much more impact they get to have and how much more money they get to celebrate receiving because I want more money in every single business owner's hands. Well, I say every single, every single ethical business owner's hands and particularly the hands of women. With my background as a single parent, for me, self-employment was my salvation. It was my freedom. It was my opportunity to be all the things I desired to be in my life, to be the mother, to eventually be the partner, and now fiance, and to be the business owner I desire to be. And I've managed to create a life where I get to have it all, and I want that for everybody else. So thank you so much, and I can't wait to hear how it goes down. 